Hello, and welcome to the Interstate 81 Corridor Improvement Program podcast series. My name is Jason Bond, and I'm the Communications Manager for the Virginia Department of Transportation in the Salem District. During this podcast, we will be discussing a project to add another lane to southbound and northbound I-81 between exit 137 and exit 141 in Roanoke County and the city of Salem. Joining me are two engineers who are directly involved in moving this project from plan to pavement. If you would please introduce yourselves and give us your titles. Good afternoon. I'm Dave Covington with the Virginia Department of Transportation, and I am the I-81 Program Delivery Director. Hello, I'm Francis Scarpinato. I'm a transportation engineer for the Salem District, Virginia Department of Transportation. So Dave, this is a $292.5 million project, but isn't it really the first major widening project that will start as part of the I-81 Corridor Improvement Program? It is. This is a very large project, a very significant project uh, as part of the I-81 program. I like to refer to it as our flagship project right now. It's not the first project that we've delivered. Um, We've had quite a few operational projects that are part of the I-81 program that have been delivered. Uh, we've had a, um, eight uh, ramp extensions to date that have been delivered. We've got uh, other ramp extension projects that are under construction. So there's a lot of activity, um, but, but these projects are significant, these widening, corridor widening projects. And this project, you know, is... It widens from exit 137 to 141 in both the northbound and southbound directions. And it, it's a major effort, and it will have major benefits long run. Now, Francis, you're one of the project managers who's working on developing this project. Can you tell me what the purpose is and how it will benefit drivers on I-81? So this project, we're really aiming to increase safety and efficiency, and along with that reliability. We want to increase driver confidence in the interstate. We want to make it safer for everybody all around, and we need to reduce crashes, congestion, and then delays due to those crashes. So this area, more than more than a lot where we're at, um, we see up to 68,000 vehicles a day, and about 21 to 22% of that is heavy truck traffic. So these kind of numbers definitely can lead to congestion, but they also lead to crashes because the interstate can become very crowded and people have less recovery room. By adding a third lane and increasing the capacity, we're going to provide more vehicle spacing and more recovery room, so it should reduce congestion and also the crash rate in this area. Now, Dave, this is going to be a design-build project. Can you explain that what that means on a project like this? Absolutely. Design-build is just a delivery method. Our traditional delivery process, which we've been doing for for you know, decades, is we generally refer to it as design bid build, and it's exactly that. A team designs the project. Um, another uh, co- group comes in and and bids the project. You know, they put it out for advertisement for contractors, and then a contractor submits a bid on a on a design that is 100% complete, and they simply go out and build it. In design build, what we're doing is really marrying the design and the construction together. And what we hope to achieve is greater innovation. We want the ideas from the builders who have, in some cases, hundreds of years of experience building projects to influence the design to come up with a design that is cheaper, better, faster, quite honestly. You know, it's it's not always faster. We hope it's faster. And design build frequently allows us to get to construction a little more quickly. Um, but really, we're focused on that innovation and, and you know, delivering a project that um, ha- has really been 
designed and constructed around value. Now, Francis, aren't there some ramp extensions and modifications included in this project? Where are those and how exactly do they help? Yeah, so we are doing some ramp modifications where they're too short today. Um, at exit 137, we are extending three of the four ramps there. And then the fourth ramp extension we're doing is at exit 141, I apologize, northbound. Um, the reason for these ramp extensions is so that drivers can get up to speed before entering the main lines and then also get off the interstate or off the main line, the travel lanes, before slowing down when exiting. A big thing with uh, interstate to function efficiently is to have consistent speeds. And at interchanges, speeds vary a lot just because people are getting on and off. Uh, but by providing a place where people will be able to slow down and speed up better, um, we're going to be able to increase the efficiency of the interstate. So, Dave, widening this five-mile segment of ID1 means some of the bridges will have to be replaced or widened. What can you share about those bridges? Bridges are a major component of, of this project. We have eight bridges that we will be doing something with, whether we are rehabilitating and widening the bridges or replacing them completely. Uh, what we do is we, we, we go through a very detailed process of inspecting our bridges to determine the condition, and then we do an assessment on the cost. And if it's more expensive to rehabilitate and widen the bridge than to replace it, we, we opt to replace the bridge because everyone is aware that our infrastructure is aging. And, you know, some of our bridges are either approaching the end of their useful life or have already passed their useful life. So we have um, six bridges that will be replaced with this project. Um, and these are in pairs. So you think of the northbound and southbound bridges. That's a pair or, or two um, bridges. But the locations are at Wildwood Road. Uh, we will be replacing that set of bridges. Uh, at uh, Academy Street also, uh, we will be replacing that set of bridges. And at Goodwin Avenue, we will be replacing those two bridges. So that's six bridges that will be replaced. Now, when we look at widening and rehabilitation, the bridges at Thompson Memorial Drive are, um, are in good enough condition that um, they can be rehabilitated and widened. And we also have a set of bridges at Mason Creek that um, they, they've already been widened under a previous project, so they're good. So we have eight bridges uh, that we will be touching in some manner, two of them being widened and rehabilitated, and six of them being demolished and completely replaced. So, Francis, people who live along Interstate 81 are very interested in sound barrier walls. Are these walls included on this widening project, and how do you decide where they will be added? That's a good question, Jason. So the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA, it does require protection um, from sound for people along the interstates. So anytime VDOT does or expands an interstate, um, the environmental section will do a noise study, or we'll have a consultant do a noise study to get the information on the noise levels of the future expanded interstate. And if those noise levels reach a certain threshold, um, sound barrier walls can be considered for the project. Uh, VDOT also looks at the number of impacted properties versus the um, cost of each wall. And then ultimately, we'll reach out to the community to see if people even want the wall near their property. There is some lighting that will be installed on this widening project. Dave, can you explain where this lighting will be and what benefit it provides? 
Yeah, we've worked with the community to arrive at, at a decision to include interchange lighting at all of the interchanges through the, the urban section of I-81 here through Salem and Roanoke. So basically from up near Troutville at exit 150 all the way down through Salem. It's beneficial for a couple different reasons. I think that um, the community would like to include this lighting to help demonstrate that you're in an urban area. Roanoke is unique and that it kind of sits off of the interstate a little bit and and they, they want to uh, make sure that people realize they are in a commercial uh, urban area. But in addition to that, the, the, the secondary benefit or, or could even be the first benefit is safety. You know, anytime that we can provide additional lighting uh, at these areas where vehicles are, are merging off of the interstate or onto the interstate, it, it helps increase the confidence level of the drivers and increases visibility. So it is from a, a safety perspective. But we are cognizant about concerns with interchange lighting. So we are looking for the lowest uh, level lighting possible that achieves that goal and doesn't create um, light spread to the community. Francis, when can people expect to see this construction start? What, what exactly is the schedule? Right. So we're uh, expected to begin construction in late 2021. We're anticipating completing destruction in uh, early 2026 and then hoping that the third lanes are going to be open in late 2025 or early 2026. Dave, how does the widening between exit 137 and exit 141 fit in with other ID1 improvement projects both now and in the future? So I I keep referring to this project, the 137 to 141, as our flagship project. And and I do that because it really is going to be our first um, I-81 corridor widening project that we will be uh, constructing as part of the I-81 program. And when we look at the type of construction that's going to occur, we can simply look just to the north of this project. And we have the uh, the construction that is currently ongoing from exit 141 to 143. And this will simply be a continuation of that. So upon completion of this project, we will have seven miles of three-lane section, northbound and southbound. And that's very significant. And when we look to the future, um, we also have a lot of similar projects, these corridor widening projects planned, not only for the Salem district, roughly from in the northbound direction from Christiansburg to Troutville, and nearly that long in the southbound direction, uh, where we will be expanded to three lanes in each direction. But we also have similar projects in the other districts along the corridor, um, generally focused at the urban areas where we have the heavy congestion that we need to try to alleviate, um, which frequently leads to a lot of safety issues that, that we need to uh, alleviate. So I, I think this project really will paint a picture for the future of the I-81 corridor. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you will join us for future podcasts in this series as we continue to discuss projects in the I-81 corridor improvement program with the people who are making those projects a reality. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason.